Good morning, friends. Are you grateful to be in the house of worship today? This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And we're going to do things a little different today. I usually start out with some announcements and prayer. We're going to do that a little bit later, but I have a song that I want to sing with you today. I heard this old song only one time. I'm only one group of people that sang that uh, as far as I ever knew, like 50 some years ago, and I could never find it. I only could remember the chorus. And so we looked it up and Landon came and we practiced it. And I'm gonna start this, but I promise you, you have to tap your toes, clap your hands, rock your chairs, <clears throat> do whatever you need to do. When I get through, I may not have voice to preach, but we'll try, okay? But you may have never heard this, but I love it and I want you to enjoy it today.
once came the night to know the way of right. He asked the Son of Man, what must I do? These words he said to him, ye must be born again by the Spirit of that man from Galilee. Sing it now. sing that song for now 40 or 50 years now and I finally got the words okay you're never too old the old dog is never too old to learn some kind of a new trick right okay today that that should have hopefully awakened everybody in the house right and maybe a few people passing by on the outside but do you love the man of Galilee do you love Jesus and we're here to draw near to him today we do want to lift up our prayer request Christine Graybill who um, often sat right in this area is now under hospice care at home and her health is declining, so we ask you to remember Christine. Dewey Frazier, the brother of Nina, passed away during the night. We pray for Miss Susie Rosier, our cake baker Susie. Earl Galloway, who is recovering from successful knee replacement. Tanya's mother. Jerry Fields, Jr. We also pray for Roger Wilson and family. 
for Mary, Marty, Nikki, and Nikki. We have two Nikki's that we're praying for, and Virginia, Dolores, and Ken. So remember all of these persons when you pray. Pray for Shades International and also for the ministry and the people of the Ukraine. And we will be hearing a little bit more from Pastor Michelle toward the end of the service concerning the Ukraine update. So these are our requests for this morning. And I know we all have thoughts upon our own hearts. And if you have something in your own heart, just lift your hand up and say, Lord, you already know, and I give it to you today in the name of Jesus, okay? So we do that, and we welcome um, Officer Terry with us today, right? We're always glad to have an officer with us in every Saturday service. And so we're going to take just a moment and pray, and I want you to join me in lifting up that prayer that Jesus taught the disciples to pray. We know it as the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And everybody said, Amen. Well, good morning. Let's thank God for the sunshine today, okay? <laughs> I want to do a song now. It's written by a guy from up in Patrick County. Uh, his name is David Vi, and uh, it's it's the time of the year that this song gets on my mind, and I can't hardly get it out of my head. So I hope you like it. He was the king of kings That's what is written And a crown of thorns they lay upon his brow They were all fools They wouldn't listen And there's still a lot of fools not listening now well, you can be a wise man, still be in doubt. You can have everything you ever wanted and still be down and out. You can be looking, though you might never see nothing at all. You can be listening, never hear his call. It began to rain And the sky got black as night 
And the whole wide world had heard a mournful sound They carried him to the tomb And three days later Well, the Prince of Peace, he was up and he was walking around Well, you can be a wise man, still be in doubt You can have everything you ever wanted and still be down and out You can be looking, though you might never see nothing at all You can be listening, never hear his call. Well, you can be a wise man, still be in doubt. You can have everything you ever wanted and still be down and out. You can be looking, though you might never see nothing at all. You can be listening, never hear his call. Well, you can be listening, never hear his call. Thank you very much. As always, I always ask for prayers for those of us who suffer from uh, addictions and depression. Uh, this gray weather we've been having for the last couple of months sometimes makes it a little bit rough. Is Jeff here today? I hate that. Is he? Well, he had requested this song, so I was ready for him. So maybe he'll get to see, see it on the... YouTube and stuff. When I was a little boy, my daddy, he told me, don't you waste your life hating nobody. Hate will rob your spirit. Hate will steal your soul. You just look them in the eye and let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. Just move on down the road. Let it go. Let it go. Don't carry that heavy load. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go Well, every day we stand On the battle lines We've got hate in our hearts And hate in our eyes Christians, Muslims Jewish, black and white All we gain is a lifetime of strife so let it go, let it go, just move on down the road. Let it go, let it go, don't carry that heavy load. Let it go, let it go, 
let it go Well, there may be something that you carry in your mind And you can't let it go No matter how you try Well, I'm asking you to try once again Forgiveness is the best revenge So let it go, let it go Just move on down the road Let it go, let it go Don't carry that heavy load Let it go, let it go Let it go Well, Jesus died On the cross at Calvary He had them nails in his hands And he had them nails in his feet Lord, they beat him And they mocked him And they called him the king of Jews And he said, Father, forgive them For they know not what they do So let it go, let it go Just move on down the road Let it go, let it go Don't carry that heavy load Let it go, let it go, let it go Just let it go, let it go, let it go Thank you all very much. Thank you. One day I came to him. I was so thirsty. I asked for water. My throat was so dry He gave me water That I never dreamed of But for this water My Lord had to die He said I thirst Yet he made the river He said I thirst Yet he made the sea I thirst Said the king of all ages In his great brought water to me now there's a river that flows as clear as crystal it comes from God's throne above and like a river up inside me, bringing mercy and life-giving love. 
by the musical selections today and I know David sang that song for me because I've mentioned it recently a couple of times he who made the rivers said I thirst think about it as we're now in the second weekend uh, in the season of Lent we are searching our own hearts and preparing ourselves for Holy Week and the coming Easter, the resurrection of our Lord. But we're thinking about all that Jesus did for us in those 40 days on the mountain. And we're in these 40 days before Easter as well. There's one name in several of the songs that has been mentioned here today, and it's the name Nicodemus. Did anybody pick up on that? Anybody notice the name Nicodemus? I call him the original Nick at night because he came to the Lord by night. How many of you watch the series on TV, Nick at Night? Anybody do that? It's those oldies like uh, Andy Griffith and who knows, all, all the old ones, right? So anyway, I always think of that when I read John chapter 3. And I want you to read with me today, and the words are on the screen. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. 
Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wants to. Boy, we found that out yesterday, didn't we? Right? But we're still here. But the wind blows wherever it goes. You hear its sound. Anybody hear the sound of the wind yesterday? But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness of what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. I've told you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Miss D, how are you today? You know, is Miss Deeb doing a pretty good job of singing today? You know, she's pulling double duty because you take the word sign, which she's signing, S-I-G-N, but she's also flipping the letters around and singing, S-I-N-G, right? Did you know you wear two hats? Do you appreciate Miss D for what she does? I know we have a lot of folks who view this in many places because of what D does in communicating, in speaking to those who are not able to audibly hear in the same way that you and I may be able to hear. And so we appreciate that so very much for your faithfulness. And Landon, we appreciate you. You did well on that song today, on all those songs. And um, David, Quinn, they did a great job. And I heard another fellow up here singing today too before the service started and that sounded so good. How great thou art. You know, when we think about the life of Jesus, we think about the gospel stories of all that he was involved in and yet we only know glimpses into his three and a half years of ministry. He was only about 33 and a half years old when he was crucified, when he was resurrected and ascended back to heaven. By most standards today, that's really young, isn't it? And yet the gospel writer says that if everything that Jesus ever did could be written down in a book, that the writer supposed that the world itself wouldn't have room to hold those books. And the songwriter says, if all the oceans were filled with ink and all the stalks of twigs growing on the ground were pencils or pens, and you dipped it into the ink, there would be not enough to describe all that God 
has done in the person of Jesus Christ. And as we think about that, it's been over 2,000 years now since Jesus came and walked among us and talked about the kingdom of God. And when you multiply all of those years by the multiplied millions and hundreds of millions of people who have heard his living words, who have responded to the gospel, and who have become the hands and feet of Jesus, then indeed the songwriter would be true and the gospel writer would be correct. There could never be a record kept of all that God has done because God is still doing God's work. Can the church say amen? As we celebrate Lent, we prepare our hearts for resurrection, which leads us to Pentecost and the Holy Spirit. As that song I sang earlier, he forgave us all our sins and put the Holy Ghost within. How I love him, how I love that man from Galilee. So we're still here doing the works of Jesus. Maybe not like he did because we are human and he was Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh. We're imperfect. We fall short. And would anybody in here be willing to confess with me that we ain't much? Could, could you go ahead and admit it today? That's a good place to start. You know, I find myself confessing and saying, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner, because I ain't all that much. But when you think about it, it might be what God chose because God chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wisest people in life. So keep that in mind. You may feel like you're struggling. You may feel like you're not making much difference. But I promise you, you're making a difference in somebody's life somewhere. Somebody's watching you. Used to hear that old song many years ago, there's an eye, there's an eye. You ever heard that? There's an all-seeing eye watching you. Is that it? Oh, Landon knows that one. Play it through. I don't know the words. Play it there. to it we'll be all right but the important thing is God is not just watching us from a distance but God is walking with us he enters into our journey right Jesus with us so for the most part in the life of Jesus he was surrounded by ordinary people and once in a while I sing that song people need the Lord and I always remember that day when Mikey's husband, Bob, stood up here and read the words of that beautiful song. And that, that's a song that means a lot to me because for quite a few years in an inner city church in Miami, Florida, we sang that as a call to worship every Sunday morning. People need the Lord and people still need the Lord. Ordinary people, just like those of us gathered here and those of you gathered wherever you are today. But here in the message today, 
we see him in contact with one of the more elite personalities of Jerusalem, one of the aristocracy, we might say, one of, the, one of those higher-ups, right? Nicodemus, and he had to be a wealthy man because if you read all the way through the scriptures, it teaches us that when Jesus was crucified and laid in the tomb, Nicodemus brought for Jesus' body a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds worth. You read about that in John chapter 19. And only a wealthy person could have afforded to do that. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. In many ways, we could say that those Pharisees were some of the best people in the world. They were the most religious people in Judaism at that time, along with the Sadducees. And there were more than, uh, there were really never, I should say, more than 6,000 of the Pharisees. But they were known as a brotherhood. And they entered into this close-knit community of people, of men, in front of three witnesses that they would spend all of their lives observing every detail of the laws that the scribes had written down. So you see, it was a very elite process that someone had to go through and to meet all kinds of responsibilities and criteria in Judaism to even be able to qualify to be a Pharisee. You, you just weren't born into it. You worked hard to become one in that class. And you see, we've talked about this quite a bit, but the the law of the Old Testament. The first, what are the first five books that we read about? We've, I've called it the hand of God. Remember those five? What are they? I heard it. Ah, my scotcher's back today. I missed you last week. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And these Pharisees worked hard to memorize all of those words. And I do well to, to memorize, you know, for God so loved the world. We find that in this same chapter of John chapter 3, one of the well-known verses among Christianity. But they worked hard to become the people they would be. And I guess the thing that makes it so interesting in this story is when he encounters Jesus, he comes in the cover of darkness. He comes during the night. How many of you are night owls? Anybody? How many work better at night than you do during the day? Well, we got a few of them here, okay? And um, we don't know if Nicodemus was one of those personalities that thought better or thought more deeply or, you know, just it could be that he came to Jesus during the night when none of his other peers or colleagues would see him because he was coming to ask Jesus some questions about the kingdom of God and he should have been known as an individual who knew everything there is to know and who would not have a single question because he had studied that law until he knew it meticulously, right? How many of you know that 
There's always room for questions. The Bible says, don't ever think of yourself more highly than you ought to. But be humble in all that we do. Recognize that without him, we can't do anything. There's an old song that says, I can't even walk without him holding my hand. And I knew Landon's going to let that one roll too. Go ahead, Landon. sermon right and he's he always is multitasking always wearing two or three hats I don't know where they get all these hats but you know uh, it's okay we all have to wear many hats okay so to the Jewish people of that day the law of Moses those Exodus one more Genesis Exodus Leviticus numbers and Deuteronomy was the most sacred thing in the world. They believed it to be the true and perfect word from God it was given to Moses, Metrovit. And if the law is perfect and complete, then why would someone who recognized it, uh, understood it, memorized it, quoted it, knew how to talk it, would have any questions about it? And yet when Jesus came as a rabbi from Nazareth, the people said, we have never heard anybody talk like Jesus because he speaks as someone having authority. Who is it that you listen to when they speak up according to the commercials? Come on, who is it? Huh? I can't hear you. Come on. Who is it they say when he speaks? Yeah, well, at least we got one person in here who knows. Give, give Steve a round of applause, okay? <laughs> okay. See, you never know when you're going to pick up a little glimpse of uh, truth from the scriptures to help us understand the lesson. But when Jesus spoke, they listened to him. They said, man, that, he knows what he's talking about. And they said, oh, we're not going to hear him because he's from Nazareth. He, he's just somebody from some obscure place. And did anything good ever come from that place? And yet when he spoke, even this man, Nicodemus, who knew all the law, said there's something about it that I need to know and understand. And how many of us understand today that Jesus said that he did not come to destroy that at all. Those first five books that we were talking about, Jesus didn't come to do away with it, but he came to fulfill it. He became 
a prophet. Did you know that? See, Moses was a great prophet called by God. But Jesus is, became a prophet. Uh, Jesus became a priest and a king. He is the king of all ages, as we heard in the song. Jesus, the king of all ages, who made the rivers and the sea, cried, I thirst. Aren't you glad you know him? Does that make you want to love the man of Galilee? Because he's done so very much for us. So why is it that Nicodemus came to Jesus by night? He could not comprehend that there was another Jewish rabbi who would declare that you need to do something more to be, quote, right, unquote, with God. But Jesus said, follow me. See, through all these scriptures over the last few months, as Jesus called the disciples, he just said, follow me. He didn't ask them a lot of questions, and they in return responded quickly. You know, some of them hesitated. Some of them procrastinated. Are you a hesitator? <laughs> Are you a procrastinator? How many of you put off until tomorrow what you think you ought to go ahead and do today? Anybody? And generally when tomorrow comes, it piles up and you just forget about what was important today because tomorrow takes precedence, right? But Nicodemus said there's something more that I must know, something more than my yesterdays. That old song, something more than I had before. Jesus has something more and Jesus is someone more than we have known before. There's an interesting reference here that Jesus makes in John chapter 3 to Nicodemus. And now Nicodemus would have understood this story perfectly because he memorized it, remember? He knew it, he memorized it, he learned it. And it was that story in the book of Numbers uh, while the Israelites were wandering through the wilderness for all those years and the people mumbled and they grumbled and they complained against Moses. Do you remember that? Now I asked you a while ago if you are a procrastinator and some of you confess. Now I'm going to ask a real hard question. How many of you are grumblers? We st oh, hey, we got some honest folks in here. Let me put my hand up now. Had to look around and make sure somebody else. I, we never want to be the only one, right? Hey, I'm going to put both hands up. How about you? I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior. We surrender it to him. But they were wandering in the wilderness. They had what they needed. Remember, Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. And they were given manna. And for six days, they would go out early in the morning and gather the manna that they needed just for that one day. And then on Friday, when they gathered, they gathered enough for Saturday because Saturday was their Sabbath and still is their Sabbath, their day of worship. And if they gathered, you know, if they gathered it every other day, it would rot. But on the 
day before the Sabbath, if they gathered enough for that day, it was fresh as it could be, right? Because that's what God had designed for them to do. Obedience is better than sacrifice. How many likes a good warm loaf of bread better than a stale piece of bread, right? And so they found out real quick, the one who said, I am the bread of life, they found out that they could trust him in every part of their life with the thirsting of their soul and with the hunger of their soul. And during these 40 days in Lent, we remember Jesus on the wilderness mountain and he didn't eat, he didn't drink. And that underestimated verse, I mean, it's probably, you know, it's just, we don't understand it enough, but it says after the 40 days were ended, he was hungry. Can you even comprehend that? I can't. He was thirsty. And so the people griped and they complained in the wilderness because of that manna. And then he gave them something better. What I would like to say, like pheasant under glass. Anybody ever ate pheasant under glass? Is there such a thing? Or did I dream about it? Is there such a thing? Come on, you people that eat fine cuisine, tell me if that's true. I wouldn't know the difference between a pheasant or a pigeon, to be honest. Would you? Would you know? Somebody said they're pretty close. But anyway, he gave them that and they ate until, you know, they gorged themselves and they vomited out what God had given them and they still grumbled and they grumbled some more. So what, could, what did God finally allow to happen in the wilderness because of their grumbling and their complaining against God? What did he do? He sent a whole nest of fiery serpents, snakes to bite the people. Now, I have not been in a nest of fiery serpents, but I did get in a nest of fire ants a couple of times. Anybody been in those? And man, they'll climb all over you and then they give a signal at one time and whoop, they all attack at the same time. Give us a bloop. And that's how the ants go, okay? All right. So the, the um, snakes came and began biting the people as a punishment to them for their anger and their uh, resistance to serve and follow the Lord. And once again, Moses interceded for the people. Remember the story? Moses lifted up a serpent in the wilderness. He told him, give me all your stuff. Take off all your... You'd have to take off a whole lot there, Mr. She's got small ones. Let's see, who's got some big dangly ones today? Anybody? Anybody got any dangly earrings today? Let me see. Well, I'm surprised. Okay. Well, have, well let me see yours, Katie. Do they qualify? So, yeah, they're a little bit more. Well, we, we wouldn't make a very big serpent with the stuff that's here today. 
But he took all the stuff and he formed it into a, a serpent and he put it up on a pole. And everybody who looked at it lived. There's an old song. Let's see if Landon can get number three today. Look and live. Ah, I thought he was going to hit the jackpot today. Y'all ever heard that old song, look and live, look to Jesus now and live? Okay. I bet, we'll, I bet he'll know it the next time I mention that. But Jesus used that as an illustration, and I'm going to wind this up, with Nicodemus. Even as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness so many years before, and the people looked to that as a healing balm of Gilead, as a deliverance from sickness, sin, and death. He says, even so must the Son of Man. Even so must I be lifted up. And you know what he was doing right there? He was pointing to his own imminent death, to Nicodemus. See, I believe when this discussion took place with Nicodemus, they were somewhere along the slopes of the Mount of Olives around the Garden of Gethsemane, outside the city walls. But he was already predicting his own death when he said the Son of Man must be lifted up. He was letting him know, I will become that brazen serpent. I will become the remedy for sin, sickness, heartache, disappointment, death, poverty, injustices, all the things of the world that tend to separate the family of God. Jesus said, as I am lifted up on an old rugged cross and crucified on that Roman cross, I will become the suffering servant of all time. And because of what Jesus did, and because he was lifted up, and remember, he said, nobody takes my life from me. You're not doing this to me. I freely lay my life down. He could have called 10,000 angels to come, and they would have taken him off the cross before the first nail penetrated his hand. But he prayed, nevertheless, Father, not my will, but your will be done. Now, how many of us today are willing to pray that prayer? Thy will be done, O Lord, and not my own. That's what Jesus meant when he told Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you must be born again because things that are earthly are going to pass away. Things that are carnal are going to fade and die. Only that which is heavenly or eternal will last. That's what Jesus was telling Nicodemus. Don't be so absorbed in the law that you forget how to exercise grace. I guess that's my whole point of the message today. Can you say amen to that? We need to love the Lord our God with all our heart. We need to keep those commandments that are listed. But we must always have room in our hearts 
to exercise grace and mercy and grace upon grace sometimes and mercy beyond mercy so often. Where would you be, where would I be if God gave up on me the first time that I fell short or the 100th time or the 10,000th time? Do you get my drift? Not one of us is qualified to look down upon another, right? Another story Jesus told, and I won't go into it today. Only those who are without sin will be permitted to cast the first stone. And all the stones fell to the ground because no one was qualified. As we go through the season of Lent, we search our heart, we give alms to the needy, maybe in a different kind of way than we normally do. We intentionally give to the poor. We search our hearts. We confess our sins and our faults that we may be healed. And we look inside our own selves. Too many of us are too busy looking into our neighbor's life, right? Anybody guilty? I'm not going to ask you to put your hands up on that. You've been real generous lifting your hands to all my questions. I'm not going to ask anybody to lift it up because I probably would have to put mine up too, right? But let's focus upon here. There's an old song, and I'm giving Landon a chance to redeem himself one more time. On that great resurrection morning, I'll face nobody's record but my own. I think that's an old Hank Williams song, isn't it? It goes way, way, way back. Way back before. You don't know that one, do you? David, I bet you do. He says he does. Uh, uh, now, I'm just saying you've probably been singing uh, some of those old songs. See, now guess what? We've all had a good laughter today. We kind of forget to laugh. Remember, used to be before the pandemic came, we laughed a lot in church, didn't we? And we always said our goal is to laugh at least twice while we're here. Because when you leave here, there ain't always a whole lot to laugh about. So even if you have to laugh at David, would you laugh one more time? All right, God bless you all. Thank you for listening to my message today. And um, Pastor Michelle is going to come up here and give us just a brief update on Pete and Anna, the people in the Ukraine who we are supporting and who we are trying to assist. And then I'll come back and close out the service when she finishes. Yeah, I got it, Bill, whenever she finishes it, okay? Thank you so much. No, no, five minutes. <laughs> Cut her off after five minutes, I promise. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take what Uzoma counts as five minutes. <laughs> um, for those of you who are watching and then those of you who are here that don't know Pete and Anna's background, um, I've known Pete since he was in his 20s. There's Pete and Anna. Um, he's 
been like family to us. Um, my husband and I had a, a church and he was part of the church and he went to Bible college. And then there was a team of people that went to the Ukraine. Um, it was in the 90s, I believe. And uh, my husband was part of that team and Pete and my uh, son and daughter went and a number of youth and uh, Pete saw Anna and it was love at first sight. And he came back convinced that he was going, that was his, going to be his bride. And he started to, you know, communicate with her. And as God would have it, she became his bride. So uh, they're in Ukraine now. They've been there for a couple of years. They go back and forth. Her family is there, was there. Her mom passed away. And during this whole um, war, they're in a small section near the Hungarian border. So they have not experienced any of the overt bombings or any of the the devastation that we see on the news they're in a relatively protected area but they're not really protected I mean um, how many of you got up this morning and had electricity everybody right and a lot of other um, luxuries that we have how many of you went to the grocery store and were able to buy groceries well they're being affected that way. Sometimes they only have an hour of electricity a day, so it's hard for them to even charge their phones to be able to communicate with me or anybody else. Um, they walk two miles to get to the store to get groceries, and sometimes they come back with an empty bag. I mean, it, it's, it's not easy, even though they're not being physically bombed there. So we took up offering, I don't even remember how long ago it was, and they've been trying to very... Um, selectively reach out to neighbors and friends and there's a gypsy church that um, they eventually did get to minister to um, in the last couple of months so what they do is they walk to the store they buy their groceries or whatever they can they bring back an extra bag and then they visit a neighbor and they're doing this on a very small scale because they don't know who they can trust even in their neighbors. They don't know, um, they just don't know. So they're trusting God and they're working out God's plan. And so do we have the, yeah, they ministered, they've been waiting and waiting, there's been sickness, people have had COVID, so they've, they've been wanting to do a dinner at the Gypsy Church and this is a picture where um, they fed the children and they did some, uh, I guess, Bible stories and some skits and some things like that with the children. And there's Pete in the center and the pastor and I don't know who the other um, woman is that's standing there, but they finally did get there and they planned to do some more ministry there and they brought food and they really blessed that church. So. That's kind of an update, so pray for them. Um, I never know when they're gonna call. Uh, they never know when they're gonna be able to call, so we just you know, let God work it out for all of us. So continue to keep them in your prayers, and I thank everyone who made a contribution and will be sending them more resources so that they can continue to bless people and reach out to that gypsy church. So thank you all. That wasn't too bad, was it? Miracles still happen, don't they? <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Michelle. Give her another hand. We appreciate that. I know there's so much to tell, and um, but we will be continuing our sponsorship of the money that we 
our giving to the Ukraine, but we have to be very clandestine in how it is given to them under the circumstances. But thank you for those pictures and the update. And then uh, Yuzoma is here, and I won't ask her today, but she told us last week, I'm not sure that we made this announcement, but Shades of Grace International is now moving into the Democratic Republic of the Congo doing ministry. And so that will be two nations now that Shades International will be making an impact in. So give God thanks for that. We give God glory. We did receive our um, Ash Wednesday worship service special offerings, and we did receive $5,000 toward um, Nigeria International, Shades of Grace International, and for that we're very grateful. God bless you, Yuzoma. Okay? So good things are happening. Um, there's a whole lot more going on with Shades of Grace than just what we see here on an hour every Saturday morning. So be mindful of that. Pray for one another as you go. Be blessed. And we'll be talking to you, God willing, again um, next Saturday. If you're not a part of our phone tree, please come up here and write down your phone number on the back of this page with your name. And you'll be able to receive a daily message from Shades of Grace, and it doesn't cost you anything, and it's usually seven days a week, except on those days when I get really busy and forget it, okay? So God bless you. Go in peace in the name of Jesus. to him to enter my kingdom be born again you must be born again born of the spirit changed from within call on god's mercy to cleanse you from sin you must be born again The kingdom is still the same. Believe on the Savior and He'll make a change of water and spirit. Be born anew. The voice of the Master still calls out to you. You must be born again. Born of the Spirit, changed from within. Call on God's mercy to cleanse you from sin. You must be born again, born of the Spirit, changed from within. Call on God's mercy to cleanse you from sin. You must be born again. Call on God's mercy to cleanse you from
Good morning, friends. Are you grateful to be in the house of worship today? This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. And we're going to do things a little different today. I usually start out with some announcements and prayer. We're going to do that a little bit later, but I have a song that I want to sing with you today. I heard this old song only one time. I'm only one group of people that sang that uh, as far as I ever knew, like 50 some years ago, and I could never find it. I only could remember the chorus. And so we looked it up and Landon came and we practiced it. And I'm gonna start this, but I promise you, you have to tap your toes, clap your hands, rock your chairs, <clears throat> do whatever you need to do. When I get through, I may not have voice to preach, but we'll try, okay? But you may have never heard this, but I love it and I want you to enjoy it today.
son of man, what must I do? These words he said to him, ye must be born again by the Spirit of that man from Galilee. Sing it now. sing that song for now 40 or 50 years now and I finally got the words okay you're never too old the old dog is never too old to learn some kind of a new trick right okay today that that should have hopefully awakened everybody in the house right and maybe a few people passing by on the outside but do you love the man of Galilee do you love Jesus and we're here to draw near to him today we do want to lift up our prayer request Christine Graybill who um, often sat right in this area is now under hospice care at home and her health is declining, so we ask you to remember Christine. Dewey Frazier, the brother of Nina, passed away during the night. We pray for Miss Susie Rosier, our cake baker Susie. Earl Galloway, who is recovering from successful knee replacement. Tanya's mother. Jerry Fields, Jr. We also pray for Roger Wilson and family. For Mary, Marty, Nikki and Nikki. We have two Nikki's that we're praying for. 
and Virginia, Dolores, and Ken. So remember all of these persons when you pray. Pray for Shades International and also for the ministry and the people of the Ukraine. And we will be hearing a little bit more from Pastor Michelle toward the end of the service concerning the Ukraine update. So these are our requests for this morning. And I know we all have thoughts upon our own hearts. And if you have something in your own heart, just lift your hand up and say, Lord, you already know, and I give it to you today in the name of Jesus, okay? So we do that, and we welcome um, Officer Terry with us today, right? We're always glad to have an officer with us in every Saturday service. And so we're going to take just a moment and pray, and I want you to join me in lifting up that prayer that Jesus taught the disciples to pray. We know it as the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. And everybody said, Amen. Well, good morning. Let's thank God for the sunshine today, okay? <laughs> I want to do a song now. It's written by a guy from up in Patrick County. Uh, his name is David Vi, and uh, it's it's the time of the year that this song gets on my mind, and I can't hardly get it out of my head. So I hope you like it. He was the king of kings That's what is written And a crown of thorns they lay upon his brow They were all fools They wouldn't listen And there's still a lot of fools not listening now well, you can be a wise man, still be in doubt. You can have everything you ever wanted and still be down and out. You can be looking, though you might never see nothing at all. You can be listening, never hear his call. It began to rain And the sky got black as night And the whole wide world had heard a mournful sound They carried him to the tomb 
and three days later. Well, the Prince of Peace, he was up and he was walking around. Well, you can be a wise man, still being down. You can have everything you ever wanted and still be down and out. You can be looking, though you might never see nothing at all. You can be listening, never hear his call. Well, you can be a wise man, still be in doubt. You can have everything you ever wanted and still be down and out. You can be looking, though you might never see nothing at all. You can be listening, never hear his call. Or you can be listening, never hear his call. Thank you very much. As always, I always ask for prayers for those of us who suffer from uh, addictions and depression. Uh, this gray weather we've been having for the last couple of months sometimes makes it a little bit rough. Is Jeff here today? I hate that. Is he? Well, he had requested this song, so I was ready for him. So maybe he'll get to see, see it on the... YouTube and stuff. When I was a little boy, my daddy, he told me, don't you waste your life hating nobody. Hate will rob your spirit. Hate will steal your soul. You just look them in the eye and let it go. Just let it go. Let it go. Just move on down the road. Let it go. Let it go. Don't carry that heavy load. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go Well, every day we stand On the battle lines We've got hate in our hearts And hate in our eyes Christians, Muslims Jewish, black and white All we gain is a lifetime of strife so let it go, let it go, just move on down the road. Let it go, let it go, don't carry that heavy load. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Well, there may be something that you carry in your mind. 
And you can't let it go No matter how you try Well, I'm asking you to try once again Forgiveness is the best revenge So let it go, let it go Just move on down the road Let it go, let it go Don't care that heavy load Let it go, let it go let it go Well, Jesus died On the cross at Calvary He had them nails in his hands And he had them nails in his feet Lord, they beat him And they mocked him And they called him the king of Jews And he said, Father, forgive them For they know not what they do so let it go, let it go, just move on down the road. Let it go, let it go, don't carry that heavy load. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Just let it go, let it go, let it go. Thank you all very much. Thank you. One day I came to him. I was so thirsty. I asked for water. My throat was so dry He gave me water That I never dreamed of But for this water My Lord had to die He said I thirst Yet he made the river He said I thirst Yet he made the sea I thirst Said the king of all ages In his great thirst brought water to me now there's a river that flows as clear as crystal it comes from God's throne above and like a river up inside me, bringing mercy and life-giving love. He said, I thirst, yet he made the river. 
by the musical selections today. And I know David sang that song for me because I've mentioned it recently a couple of times. He who made the rivers said, I thirst. Think about it. As we're now in the second weekend uh, in the season of Lent, we are searching our own hearts and preparing ourselves for Holy Week and the coming Easter, the resurrection of our Lord. But we're thinking about all that Jesus did for us in those 40 days on the mountain. And we're in these 40 days before Easter as well. There's one name in several of the songs that has been mentioned here today, and it's the name Nicodemus. Did anybody pick up on that? Anybody notice the name Nicodemus? I call him the original Nick at night because he came to the Lord by night. How many of you watch the series on TV, Nick at Night? Anybody do that? It's those oldies like uh, Andy Griffith and who knows, all, all the old ones, right? So anyway, I always think of that when I read John chapter 3. And I want you to read with me today, and the words are on the screen. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Truly, truly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wants to. Boy, we found that out yesterday, didn't we? Right? 
but we're still here. But the wind blows wherever it goes. You hear its sound. Anybody hear the sound of the wind yesterday? But you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered, Are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and bear witness of what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. I have told you of earthly things, and you do not believe. How can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Miss D, how are you today? You know, is Miss Deeb doing a pretty good job of singing today? You know, she's pulling double duty because you take the word sign, which she's signing, S-I-G-N, but she's also flipping the letters around and singing, S-I-N-G, right? Did you know you wear two hats? Do you appreciate Miss D for what she does? I know we have a lot of folks who view this in many places because of what D does in communicating, in speaking to those who are not able to audibly hear in the same way that you and I may be able to hear. And so we appreciate that so very much for your faithfulness. And Landon, we appreciate you. You did well on that song today, on all those songs. And um, David, Quinn, they did a great job. And I heard another fellow up here singing today too before the service started and that sounded so good. How great thou art. You know, when we think about the life of Jesus, we think about the gospel stories of all that he was involved in and yet we only know glimpses into his three and a half years of ministry. He was only about 33 and a half years old when he was crucified, when he was resurrected and ascended back to heaven. By most standards today, that's really young, isn't it? And yet the gospel writer says that if everything that Jesus ever did could be written down in a book, that the writer supposed that the world itself wouldn't have room to hold those books. And the songwriter says, if all the oceans were filled with ink and all the stalks of twigs growing on the ground were pencils or pens, and you dipped it into the ink, there would be not enough to describe all that God has done in the person of Jesus Christ. And as we think about that, it's been over 2,000 years now since Jesus came and 
walked among us and talked about the kingdom of God. And when you multiply all of those years by the multiplied millions and hundreds of millions of people who have heard his living words, who have responded to the gospel, and who have become the hands and feet of Jesus, then indeed the songwriter would be true and the gospel writer would be correct. There could never be a record kept of all that God has done because God is still doing God's work. Can the church say amen? As we celebrate Lent, we prepare our hearts for resurrection, which leads us to Pentecost and the Holy Spirit. As that song I sang earlier, he forgave us all our sins and put the Holy Ghost within. How I love him, how I love that man from Galilee. So we're still here doing the works of Jesus. Maybe not like he did because we are human and he was Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh. We're imperfect. We fall short. And would anybody in here be willing to confess with me that we ain't much? Could, could you go ahead and admit it today? That's a good place to start. You know, I find myself confessing and saying, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner, because I ain't all that much. But when you think about it, it might be what God chose because God chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wisest people in life. So keep that in mind. You may feel like you're struggling. You may feel like you're not making much difference. But I promise you, you're making a difference in somebody's life somewhere. Somebody's watching you. Used to hear that old song many years ago, there's an eye, there's an eye. You ever heard that? There's an all-seeing eye watching you. Is that it? Oh, Landon knows that one. Play it through. I don't know the words. Play it there. to it, we'll be all right. But the important thing is God is not just watching us from a distance, but God is walking with us. He enters into our journey, right? Jesus with us. So for the most part in the life of Jesus, he was surrounded by ordinary people. And once in a while I sing that song, People Need the Lord. And I always remember that day when Mikey's husband, Bob, stood up here and read the words of that beautiful song. And that, that's a song that means a lot to me because for quite a few years in an inner city church in Miami, Florida, we sang that as a call to worship every Sunday morning. People need the Lord and people still need the Lord. Ordinary people, just like those of us gathered here and those of you gathered wherever you are today. But here in the message today, we see him in contact with one of the more elite personalities of Jerusalem, 
one of the aristocracy, we might say, one of, the, one of those higher-ups, right? Nicodemus. And he had to be a wealthy man because if you read all the way through the Scriptures, it teaches us that when Jesus was crucified and laid in the tomb, Nicodemus brought for Jesus' body a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about a hundred pounds worth. You read about that in John chapter 19. And only a wealthy person could have afforded to do that. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. In many ways, we could say that those Pharisees were some of the best people in the world. They were the most religious people in Judaism at that time, along with the Sadducees. And there were more than, uh, there were really never, I should say, more than 6,000 of the Pharisees. But they were known as a brotherhood. And they entered into this close-knit community of people, of men, in front of three witnesses that they would spend all of their lives observing every detail of the laws that the scribes had written down. So you see, it was a very elite process that someone had to go through and to meet all kinds of responsibilities and criteria in Judaism to even be able to qualify to be a Pharisee. You, you just weren't born into it. You worked hard to become one in that class. And you see, we've talked about this quite a bit, but the the law of the Old Testament. The first, five, what are the first five books that we read about? We've, I've called it the hand of God. Remember those five? What are they? I heard it. Ah, my scotcher's back today. I missed you last week. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And these Pharisees worked hard to memorize all of those words. And I do well to, to memorize, you know, for God so loved the world. We find that in this same chapter of John chapter 3. One of the well-known verses among Christianity. But they worked hard to become the people they would be. And I guess the thing that makes it so interesting in this story is when he encounters Jesus, he comes in the cover of darkness. He comes during the night. How many of you are night owls? Anybody? How many work better at night than you do during the day? Well, we got a few of them here, okay? And um, we don't know if Nicodemus was one of those personalities that thought better or thought more deeply or, you know, just it could be that he came to Jesus during the night when none of his other peers or colleagues would see him because he was coming to ask Jesus some questions about the kingdom of God and he should have been known as an individual who knew everything there is to know and who would not have a single question because he had studied that law until he knew it meticulously, right? How many of you know that there's always room for questions? The Bible says, don't ever think of yourself more highly than you ought to. 
But be humble in all that we do. Recognize that without him, we can't do anything. There's an old song that says, I can't even walk without him holding my hand. And I knew Landon's going to let that one roll too. Go ahead, Landon. sermon right and he's he always is multitasking always wearing two or three hats I don't know where they get all these hats but you know uh, it's okay we all have to wear many hats okay so to the Jewish people of that day the law of Moses those Exodus one more Genesis Exodus Leviticus numbers and Deuteronomy was the most sacred thing in the world. They believed it to be the true and perfect word from God it was given to Moses, Metrovit. And if the law was perfect and complete, then why would someone who recognized it, uh, understood it, memorized it, quoted it, knew how to talk it, would have any questions about it? And yet when Jesus came as a rabbi from Nazareth, the people said, we have never heard anybody talk like Jesus because he speaks as someone having authority. Who is it that you listen to when they speak up according to the commercials? Come on, who is it? Huh? I can't hear you. Come on. Who is it they say when he speaks? Yeah, well, at least we got one person in here who knows. Give, give Steve a round of applause, okay? <laughs> okay. See, you never know when you're going to pick up a little glimpse of uh, truth from the scriptures to help us understand the lesson. But when Jesus spoke, they listened to him. They said, man, that, he knows what he's talking about. And they said, oh, we're not going to hear him because he's from Nazareth. He, he's just somebody from some obscure place. And did anything good ever come from that place? And yet when he spoke, even this man, Nicodemus, who knew all the law, said there's something about it that I need to know and understand. And how many of us understand today that Jesus said that he did not come to destroy that at all. Those first five books that we were talking about, Jesus didn't come to do away with it, but he came to fulfill it. He became a prophet. Did you know that? See, Moses was a great prophet called by God. 
but Jesus is, became a prophet. Uh, Jesus became a priest and a king. He is the king of all ages, as we heard in the song. Jesus, the king of all ages, who made the rivers and the sea, cried, I thirst. Aren't you glad you know him? Does that make you want to love the man of Galilee? Because he's done so very much for us. So why is it that Nicodemus came to Jesus by night? He could not comprehend that there was another Jewish rabbi who would declare that you need to do something more to be, quote, right, unquote, with God. But Jesus said, follow me. See, through all these scriptures over the last few months, as Jesus called the disciples, he just said, follow me. He didn't ask them a lot of questions, and they in return responded quickly. You know, some of them hesitated. Some of them procrastinated. Are you a hesitator? <laughs> Are you a procrastinator? How many of you put off until tomorrow what you think you ought to go ahead and do today? Anybody? And generally when tomorrow comes, it piles up and you just forget about what was important today because tomorrow takes precedence, right? But Nicodemus said there's something more that I must know, something more than my yesterdays. That old song, something more than I had before. Jesus has something more and Jesus is someone more than we have known before. There's an interesting reference here that Jesus makes in John chapter 3 to Nicodemus. And now Nicodemus would have understood this story perfectly because he memorized it, remember? He knew it, he memorized it, he learned it. And it was that story in the book of Numbers uh, while the Israelites were wandering through the wilderness for all those years and the people mumbled and they grumbled and they complained against Moses. Do you remember that? Now I asked you a while ago if you are a procrastinator and some of you confess. Now I'm going to ask a real hard question. How many of you are grumblers? We st oh, hey, we got some honest folks in here. Let me put my hand up now. Had to look around and make sure somebody else. I, we never want to be the only one, right? Hey, I'm going to put both hands up. How about you? I surrender all. All to thee, my blessed Savior. We surrender it to him. But they were wandering in the wilderness. They had what they needed. Remember, Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. And they were given manna. And for six days, they would go out early in the morning and gather the manna that they needed just for that one day. And then on Friday, when they gathered, they gathered enough for Saturday because Saturday was their Sabbath and still is their Sabbath, their day of worship. And if they gathered, you know, if they gathered it every other day, it would rot. But on the day before the Sabbath, if they gathered enough for that day, it was fresh as it could be. Right? 
because that's what God had designed for them to do. Obedience is better than sacrifice. How many likes a good warm loaf of bread better than a stale piece of bread? Right? And so they found out real quick, the one who said, I am the bread of life. They found out that they could trust him in every part of their life with the thirsting of their soul and with the hunger of their soul. And during these 40 days in Lent, we remember Jesus on the wilderness mountain and he didn't eat, he didn't drink. And that underestimated verse, I mean, it's probably, you know, it's just, we don't understand it enough, but it says after the 40 days were ended, he was hungry. Can you even comprehend that? I can't. He was thirsty. And so the people griped and they complained in the wilderness because of that manna. And then he gave them something better. What I would like to say, like pheasant under glass. Anybody ever ate pheasant under glass? Is there such a thing? Or did I dream about it? Is there such a thing? Come on, you people that eat fine cuisine, tell me if that's true. I wouldn't know the difference between a pheasant or a pigeon, to be honest. Would you? Would you know? Somebody said they're pretty close. But anyway, he gave them that and they ate until, you know, they gorged themselves and they vomited out what God had given them and they still grumbled and they grumbled some more. So what did, what did God finally allow to happen in the wilderness because of their grumbling and their complaining against God? What did he do? He sent a whole nest of fiery serpents, snakes to bite the people. Now, I have not been in a nest of fiery serpents, but I did get in a nest of fire ants a couple of times. Anybody been in those? And man, they'll climb all over you and then they give a signal at one time and whoop, they all attack at the same time. Give us a bloop. And that's how the ants go, okay? All right. So the, the um, snakes came and began biting the people as a punishment to them for their anger and their uh, resistance to serve and follow the Lord. And once again, Moses interceded for the people. Remember the story? Moses lifted up a serpent in the wilderness. He told him, give me all your stuff. Take off all your... You'd have to take off a whole lot there, Mr. She's got small ones. Let's see, who's got some big dangly ones today? Anybody? Anybody got any dangly earrings today? Let me see. Well, I'm surprised. Okay. Well, have, well let me see yours, Katie. Do they qualify? So, yeah, they're a little bit more. Well, we, we wouldn't make a very big serpent with the stuff that's here today. But he took all the stuff and he formed it into a, a serpent and he put it up on a pole. And everybody who looked at it 
lived. There's an old song. Let's see if Landon can get number three today. Look and live. Ah, I thought he was going to hit the jackpot today. Y'all ever heard that old song, look and live, look to Jesus now and live? Okay. I bet, we'll, I bet he'll know it the next time I mention that. But Jesus used that as an illustration, and I'm going to wind this up, with Nicodemus. Even as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness so many years before, and the people looked to that as a healing balm of Gilead, as a deliverance from sickness, sin, and death. He says, even so must the Son of Man. Even so must I be lifted up. And you know what he was doing right there? He was pointing to his own imminent death to Nicodemus. See, I believe when this discussion took place with Nicodemus, they were somewhere along the slopes of the Mount of Olives around the Garden of Gethsemane, outside the city walls. But he was already predicting his own death when he said the Son of Man must be lifted up. He was letting him know, I will become that brazen serpent. I will become the remedy for sin, sickness, heartache, disappointment, death, poverty, injustices, all the things of the world that tend to separate the family of God. Jesus said, as I am lifted up on an old rugged cross and crucified on that Roman cross, I will become the suffering servant of all time. And because of what Jesus did and because he was lifted up, and remember, he said, nobody takes my life from me. You're not doing this to me. I freely lay my life down. He could have called 10,000 angels to come and they would have taken him off the cross before the first nail penetrated his hand. But he prayed, nevertheless, Father, not my will, but your will be done. Now, how many of us today are willing to pray that prayer? Thy will be done, O Lord, and not my own. That's what Jesus meant when he told Nicodemus, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you must be born again because things that are earthly are going to pass away. Things that are carnal are going to fade and die. Only that which is heavenly or eternal will last. That's what Jesus was telling Nicodemus. Don't be so absorbed in the law that you forget how to exercise grace. I guess that's my whole point of the message today. Can you say amen to that? We need to love the Lord our God with all our heart. We need to keep those commandments that are listed. But we must always have room in our hearts to exercise grace and mercy and grace upon grace sometimes and mercy beyond mercy. 
so often. Where would you be, where would I be if God gave up on me the first time that I fell short? Or the 100th time? Or the 10,000th time? Do you get my drift? Not one of us is qualified to look down upon another. Right? Another story Jesus told, and I won't go into it today. Only those who are without sin will be permitted to cast the first stone. And all the stones fell to the ground because no one was qualified. As we go through the season of Lent, we search our heart, we give alms to the needy, maybe in a different kind of way than we normally do. We intentionally give to the poor. We search our hearts. We confess our sins and our faults that we may be healed. And we look inside our own selves. Too many of us are too busy looking into our neighbor's life, right? Anybody guilty? I'm not going to ask you to put your hands up on that. You've been real generous lifting your hands to all my questions. I'm not going to ask anybody to lift it up because I probably would have to put mine up too, right? But let's focus upon here. There's an old song, and I'm giving Landon a chance to redeem himself one more time. On that great resurrection morning, I'll face nobody's record but my own. I think that's an old Hank Williams song, isn't it? It goes way, way, way back. Way back before. You don't know that one, do you? David, I bet you do. He says he does. Huh? Now, I'm just saying you've probably been singing some of those old songs. See, now guess what? We've all had a good laughter today. We kind of forget to laugh. Remember, used to be before the pandemic came, we laughed a lot in church, didn't we? And we always said our goal is to laugh at least twice while we're here. Because when you leave here, there ain't always a whole lot to laugh about. So even if you have to laugh at David, would you laugh one more time? All right. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to my message today. And um, Pastor Michelle is going to come up here and give us just a brief update on Pete and Anna, the people in the Ukraine who we are supporting and who we are trying to assist. And then I'll come back and close out the service when she finishes. Yeah, I got it, Bill, whenever she finishes it, okay? Thank you so much. No, no, five minutes. <laughs> Cut her off after five minutes, I promise. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take what Uzoma counts as five minutes. <laughs> um, for those of you who are watching and then those of you who are here that don't know Pete and Anna's background, um, I've known Pete since he was in his 20s. There's Pete and Anna. Um, he's been like family to us. Um, my husband and I had a, a church and he was part of the church and he went to Bible college. And then there was a team of people that went to the Ukraine. Um, 
it was in the 90s, I believe, and uh, my husband was part of that team, and Pete and my uh, son and daughter went, and a number of youth, and uh, Pete saw Anna, and it was love at first sight. And he came back convinced that he was going, that was his going to be his bride. And he started to, you know, communicate with her. And as God would have it, she became his bride. So uh, they're in Ukraine now. They've been there for a couple of years. They go back and forth. Her family is there, was there. Her mom passed away. And during this whole um, war, they're in a small section near the Hungarian border. So they have not experienced any of the overt bombings or any of the the devastation that we see on the news they're in a relatively protected area but they're not really protected I mean um, how many of you got up this morning and had electricity everybody right and a lot of other um, luxuries that we have how many of you went to the grocery store and were able to buy groceries well they're being affected that way. Sometimes they only have an hour of electricity a day, so it's hard for them to even charge their phones to be able to communicate with me or anybody else. Um, they walk two miles to get to the store to get groceries, and sometimes they come back with an empty bag. I mean, it, it's, it's not easy, even though they're not being physically bombed there. So we took up offering, I don't even remember how long ago it was, and they've been trying to very... Um, selectively reach out to neighbors and friends and there's a gypsy church that um, they eventually did get to minister to um, in the last couple of months so what they do is they walk to the store they buy their groceries or whatever they can they bring back an extra bag and then they visit a neighbor and they're doing this on a very small scale because they don't know who they can trust even in their neighbors. They don't know, um, they just don't know. So they're trusting God and they're working out God's plan. And so do we have the, yeah, they ministered, they've been waiting and waiting, there's been sickness, people have had COVID, so they've, they've been wanting to do a dinner at the Gypsy Church and this is a picture where um, they fed the children and they did some, uh, I guess, Bible stories and some skits and some things like that with the children. And there's Pete in the center and the pastor and I don't know who the other um, woman is that's standing there, but they finally did get there and they planned to do some more ministry there and they brought food and they really blessed that church. So. That's kind of an update, so pray for them. Um, I never know when they're gonna call. Uh, they never know when they're gonna be able to call, so we just you know, let God work it out for all of us. So continue to keep them in your prayers, and I thank everyone who made a contribution and will be sending them more resources so that they can continue to bless people and reach out to that gypsy church. So thank you all. That wasn't too bad, was it? Miracles still happen, <laughs> don't they? Thank you, Pastor Michelle. Give her another hand. We appreciate that. I know there's so much to tell, and um, but we will be continuing our sponsorship of the money that we are giving to the Ukraine, but we have to be very clandestine in how it is given to them under the circumstances. But thank you for those pictures and the update. 
And then uh, Uzoma is here, and I won't ask her today, but she told us last week, I'm not sure that we made this announcement, but Shades of Grace International is now moving into the Democratic Republic of the Congo doing ministry. And so that will be two nations now that Shades International will be making an impact in. So give God thanks for that. We give God glory. We did receive our um, Ash Wednesday worship service special offerings, and we did receive $5,000 toward um, Nigeria International, Shades of Grace International, and for that we're very grateful. God bless you, Yuzoma. Okay? So good things are happening. Um, there's a whole lot more going on with Shades of Grace than just what we see here on an hour every Saturday morning. So be mindful of that. Pray for one another as you go. Be blessed. And we'll be talking to you, God willing, again um, next Saturday. If you're not a part of our phone tree, please come up here and write down your phone number on the back of this page with your name. And you'll be able to receive a daily message from Shades of Grace, and it doesn't cost you anything, and it's usually seven days a week, except on those days when I get really busy and forget it, okay? So God bless you. Go in peace in the name of Jesus. Nicodemus came calling on Jesus that night. He heard a message that led him to light The truth of the gospel The Lord spoke to him To enter my kingdom Be born again You must be born again Born of the Spirit Changed from within Call on God's mercy To cleanse you from sin kingdom is still the same. Believe on the Savior and He'll make a change of water and spirit. Be born anew. The voice of the Master still calls out to you. You must be born again. Born of the Spirit. Change from within. Call on God's mercy to cleanse you from sin. You must be born again, born of the Spirit, changed from within. Call on God's mercy to cleanse you from sin. You must be born again. Call on God's mercy to cleanse you from sin.